0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this evening, we have Earl Nieto and the just barely on time Jacob Terrell. Uh, I do appreciate you guys both being here this week. Uh, We do, of course, have a New Mexico United match to talk about. But before we get into that, I do have one burning question for you guys. How bad did the Cowboys suck?
1: The Cowboys won. I know. How bad did they suck? Not as bad as the Atlanta Falcons. Who?
0: Exactly. I don't even know who that is. I mean, you know, they they've been a they've been within a possession of both games, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, seriously, Earl, I mean, do the Cowboys actually have a quarterback in Cooper Rush, or is this just. Okay. That's what I thought. See, Jacob's over here trying to give them credit.
1: No, 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 no. I'm just (laughs) saying they have a win, Atlanta (laughs) doesn't. That's all I'm saying. Okay.
0: Fuck. Appreciate that, Earl. First F of the show. Uh, but yeah, NFL season is underway. We haven't really talked about it too much. All I know is that my fantasy league team is dominating. I would have won my matchup with just two wide receivers and my quarterback this week. Um, so yeah, I mean, two weeks in early thoughts on the NFL season. I mean, obviously Dallas has an issue. Atlanta has issues. Uh, I think Denver's got some issues. Some other teams. Dallas
2: have has always had issues. <laughs>
1: No, Dallas has one issue. It's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, Jay Jones. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that's always the issue.
0: Jacob, <laughs> how are the Broncos doing? I haven't looked to see where they're at.
1: The Broncos?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just asking where are the Broncos at?
1: So, they're I, in watched, Denver. Yeah. I watched. Uh, so, I, I have a, a big money fantasy league and I have Javante Williams. Uh, they're one of their running backs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, I was watching their game Sunday uh through the eyes of that yet what struck me was how bad the coaching was in denver I mean it was atrocious and was entertaining but I don't think I've ever yelled at the TV more for a team that wasn't my team
0: <laughs> i that's i think that's fair you know especially when you are when we are avid uh fantasy football players i mean I sent you guys some screenshots the other day, and Jacob, I thought for sure you would respond. I said I had a wide receiver problem. Um, But, yeah, it's it's been
1: an interesting couple weeks. I didn't because I'm bitter, because my team is 0-2. And and it's very frustrating right now. Yeah, it's okay. I'll join you next week
2: because uh, your boy, old Mike Evans, decided to be a goofball.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't exactly see what
2: happened, but I guess –
1: It's Tom Brady. What do you expect him to do? Someone was drawing
2: it at crybaby baby, Baby, Tom Brady. Um, Not somebody,
1: Marshawn Lattimore, who's so. Then Tom
2: Brady decided to have a little little conniption fit, and instead of going and fighting the guy on his own, like a real dude would do, a real man would do, um, he has all his friends, and I put friends in quotations, um, come and do his dirty work and pick up suspensions.
1: Um. I don't think he said, hey, Mike, come here. I'm pretty sure Evans decided, hey, I hate this guy uh, and I love Tom Brady, so I'm going to go knock this dude out. And that's what happened.
2: Yeah. Well, he just officially knocked me out of my fantasy league. So
1: it's one week, bro. And Mike knuckle. Evans <laughs> hasn't
2: been putting up numbers, anyways. No, he what has a knucklehead.
0: That's why I'm glad, you know, I went, went ahead and pre ranked my draft. And uh, I end up with, you know, Josh Allen, Edwards Allaire, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Waddle. Yeah, it's been a good couple weeks. <laughs> That's a really good team. The funny thing is, uh, not, none, of I, this, yeah.
1: none of this matters. because yeah, see, like right here.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. what I drafted, yeah. like on Autodraft. auto draft. <laughs> What's funny, like, though, is that I... stupidest roster ever and 49ers D. But None of it
1: matters, Seth, <laughs> because unless you win a championship two weeks in the regular season, nobody cares. <laughs> no, I know, I
0: have, I absolutely know. I mean, this is a league that I've won, you know, I think four times now. So, you know, it's uh, after the injury issues that my team had last year, it's good to come back and you know, have a good start to the season. So, you know, I'm proud of my guys, they've done well, they had a ch- little chat beforehand. Um, you know. And same thing over in the Premier League, you know, Everton's come back and they had a win, that we can't get their first win this season. Uh, Earl, how is how is Eintracht doing? You don't
2: know? No, I've been so signed out these past couple weeks. It, it's hasn't been funny, that's for sure.
1: Jacob, Spurs, how the Spurs doing? Ah, pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. tied tied for second, uh, top of the table. Uh, behind Arsenal, uh, unfortunately. But um, but no, they, they look pretty good. Yeah, the,
0: the Premier League's been pretty interesting so far this season. Uh, some interesting results coming out of there. The Bundesliga has been a lot of fun to watch. I've been watching La Liga, uh, watching uh, CONCACAF, or not CONCACAF, uh, Champions League. Champions League is underway, the group stage, and there's been some interesting matches over there. I don't know if you guys have caught any of that. No, and Jacob's
1: not even paying attention now. No, I am. Um, okay. <laughs> I I haven't watched any full matches except for I don't remember. I watched one. I don't remember which one it was. It okay. was last week. Um, but no, I, I typically for Champions League, I don't start paying attention to all the knockouts. Okay. I don't I don't have the time that Seth does. Apparently, <laughs> Seth's over here watching every <laughs> soccer game ever played in any league whatsoever and i'm like oh man barely i barely watched um the united game so pretty
0: much i mean you know as of right now liverpool is not advancing again there's still plenty of time to go so liverpool not advancing is interesting uh frankfurt's not advancing currently chelsea is like shitting the bed of champions league so yeah a lot of interesting results from coming out of champions league already should be fun to watch. And we are like two months away from the world cup. Like, and I don't think we've given this anywhere near enough discussion. Like world cup is coming up in two months and you know, there's some, we're on international break right now. There's a lot of, there's some friendlies going on. Uh, I mean, the kits were finally officially revealed and they're garbage. Yeah. I mean, we knew the kits were garbage beforehand, but I mean, I know I've seen some comments from some folks saying that they're like a, a cocky statement. Like we've done something like, Do you think that's fair, or do you think that you know it's people making much ado about nothing? I don't understand that comment at all. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like Alexi Lalas or someone made that comment, saying that you know it it came across as being cocky because of how just how plain the kits
1: were. I'm so confused. That makes no sense to me, but I don't know. They they are what they are. It will just. We play England, Iran, and and Wales, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, and,
0: I, and I'm sure we'll talk World Cup here in the coming months. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting, interesting to see what happens with the men's national team, provided everyone is uh, is healthy and ready to go. Um, Robert over in the chat, appreciate you joining us. Uh, Dye, oh, well, SAFC. Um, so so I mean, before,
2: we, before we continue, um, I do have to – I was confused this week, actually. Okay, why so are you confused? Monday, I get this card, and it says "Get well" or "Get better soon." I wasn't sick.
1: Who sent you the card? I'm very confused.
2: It just showed up in my office and said "Get better soon." <laughs> okay, no name, but I wasn't sick. No name, no nothing. Just get better soon. Maybe it was just like, you did
0: just have COVID. So.
2: And and cat hair apparently. No, I had this, uh, you guys probably can't see it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Little red fuzzy on my beard.
0: Huh? Ah, Harry's in the chat as well. Freighter getting an award. Nope. Freighter is not getting an award. Harry, not freighter. (laughs) Um, so yeah i mean i mean let's just jump right into it obviously at the weekend new mexico and i went down to san antonio to take on the western conference leading san antonio fc walked away splitting the points uh all with a very obvious offside call that was missed and a beautiful goal by chris Weehan. no handballs involved suspected handballs involved uh but i do have to say that the award for the best acting performance on the night goes to Camiri. Uh, So congratulations to him. First ever acting award from Somos Mas uh, for an interesting, interesting foul. So, um, I mean, obviously going into the weekend, none of us thought that United was going to get the win down there, um, which apparently uh, scared... Harry, a bit. No, we're not um, Harry.
1: Oh my Harry, God.
0: we are not wrong on that offside call. We have sh- we have sh- stilled it. We have drawn photoshops of where the lines would be. He was offside clearly. Um, but yeah. So, how was this a big enough result for United? Do you think it's something that's going to help them going forward? Let's just start right there.
1: Yes. <laughs> i thought earl looked like he was gonna talk and then he just kept smiling um uh yeah uh to go on the road over there when you've been playing like crap and and to get a result um that's it's gotta at least boost some confidence so and then you look at the schedule now we go to uh san diego uh no we have vegas next vegas that's right vegas vegas and then san diego um So, go to Vegas now. Uh, Vegas is kind of reeling. We talked about it, I think it was last week. Uh, You know, Danny Trejo, uh, the machete, uh, isn't on the team anymore. Uh, He got called up to LAFC. and, And then... Oh, Cal Jennings is still there, but he, he kind of fed off of Treyo. So, so I think uh, going, getting a point on the road over there is, is going to boost some confidence and, and hopefully give us a little, little jolt that we need to go up against Vegas. What
0: All are you right. doing? Hang on one second. So yes, as you can see, he is offside clearly offside on that
1: (laughs) Earl's faces tonight, man.
2: Did you not even see it Earl? No, I did not. Okay. Well,
0: hang on. I'm going to put it right back up there. Clearly you can see from our high tech Photoshop and VAR technology, uh, bailone was in fact offside uh clearly you can see the difference in the spacing between him and the box and the right back in the box so
1: robert i'm Um, trying to like semi defend you and then you're you just throw throw shit in at my forehead i see i see i thought we were cool Yeah. So we had a good time last week. I thought we had something special. Our our expert Photoshop skills,
0: uh, does in fact prove that Bailoni was offside. But so, Jacob, you were saying yes, this this was big enough. This does propel them forward, um, going into Vegas next week. I mean, what is it about this performance that that puts you
1: in that mindset? Uh, we didn't get destroyed by the best team in the West. (laughs) Um, and, arguably have played them other than Phoenix have played them the best all season, uh, one, one draw. And then, uh, a, a one nil loss that we were the better team in. Um, I can't, I don't think I could say we were the better team definitively in this match, but, um, it was, it was pretty even. And, uh, if you look at their one goal being offside, um, it was a little lucky by them to get, to get that goal. And, and uh, I'm I'm relatively sure Nicholas Murray even said it was a questionable goal, but mm-hmm. hey, he sure um, did. You guys uh, see things through rose-colored glasses if you'd like. And uh, Harry, to your to your point here,
0: uh, when the ball was, yes, that was exactly it's within you know milliseconds of when the ball was kicked. He was clearly offside, and the referee missed that call there. Um, Earl, what was your takeaway from Saturday night? Uh, were you impressed with the performance from United? Did you
2: think that we? <laughs> deserve more do you think that it was a you know what what was your takeaway well considering that my prediction was completely wrong
0: i did text
2: text you i didn't catch the prediction part i tried to listen to it but i predicted three nil for san antonio um minimum and three nil yeah minimum of three and when they scored one i said all right i'm gonna be right on right on track today perfect um and then we scored Somehow. Um, I say somehow because it's San Antonio. I don't know how we scored. Um, Overall, I think we played really good. I was a little hesitant on the lineup Um, as I text you guys. I was pretty hesitant on it. Um, I was more questioned about the substitutions that didn't really happen. Um, but overall, I mean, I think we played good. I would love to say that this sparks us. Unfortunately, I don't think it does. I think we play average, um, the rest of the season and probably enough to get at least one point each time. Um,
0: yeah. All right, Um, you know, to your point there, Harry. I mean, Nicholas Murray has come out and said that the when he does the power rankings, it is a uh, "what have you done for me lately" type of thing, Um, and it's not necessarily reflecting the actual records of any clubs. Um, But as far as the observation, as far as the goal, questionable goal, uh, I think he's absolutely spot on. Um, But yeah, you know, watching the match, a fairly even match. I felt like defensively we played pretty well throughout the night. We didn't really give up a whole a lot of opportunities for San Antonio to to really try to enforce their 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 game plan on the outcome. Um, so I, I felt like you know defensively it was a pretty solid match, one of the better defensive matches that we've had uh, in probably the last. Two months or so, um, did we do enough offensively? No, we, especially not in the first half. Like I don't think we were anywhere near creative enough in the first half. We weren't pushing anything. We, we and we, you could see it, and I don't have a problem with, but we were actively trying to slow down the match. Um, so we weren't actually seeing a lot of runs, a lot of space creation,
2: and all sorts of things like that. Um, what but, I think we were trying to do the first half was just wear them out. I think that's what we we're trying to do is just wear them out, especially after they scored the first, we played smart. I mean, we didn't really play dumb, dumb soccer at all. I mean, we played, we played smart soccer. That's for sure. But we, it was very obvious that we didn't want to put ourselves into a dangerous position where they can counter us mm-hmm. kind of like Phoenix did. Um, but I like. I seriously think that we played very smart just to wear them down, and that's where the Weehan goal came in play. They didn't expect the cross coming from from Yerzy, that's for sure. Um, and when it happened, they're like, oh, shit, okay. Um, yeah, Austin yeah, was left
0: with a ton of space out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, they didn't. I don't think they expected him to actually get the ball, especially coming off of a long injury. I mean, he was down for, what, a month and a half, almost two months? Mm-hmm. So for him to come out and then grab the ball and put an assist in, that's for, I mean, I don't think they expected us to come back with that kind of firepower, especially the second half. We'd never play good. The second half, usually when we pack it in, just call it what it is. Um, I think we could have got a second goal had we made smarter subs. I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not the guy in charge and I don't ever want to be the guy in charge. Um, and I don't envy the guy in charge ever, because he can do he can win, he could he could have beat El Paso or he could have beat San Antonio three 0 and there's still gonna be the idiots on Reddit and Twitter and Facebook saying that he should have used this or he should have did that when he wins. Then he draws to the best team in the in the Western Conference, um, and can arguably say the cleanest team in the league. I would honestly say that, um we draw to one of the best teams in the league for sure. And there's still shit on Facebook saying that he should have did this and he should have did that. Yeah, he should have did that. But he's one getting paid the money. He's one getting getting paid money to make those decisions. And maybe he didn't want to put Mondo in or maybe he didn't want to put Brucey in. Maybe he was happy with what he was seeing on the pitch. Um, sorry, Harry. Um, I did say the cleanest team in the league. Um, so there is some respect there for sure. Um, and yeah, I respect I respect San Antonio. I mean we'll we'll get to this here in just a second, Robert. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, so I respect San Antonio by all means. I mean I can show you our text messages. I said three nil for San Antonio. He did, he did say minimum three uh, nil. I yeah, I said three nil. And then I text right back after I said minimum, so I didn't expect to even get one point out of it. So to see one point, I was pretty happy with it. Um, would I have loved to see three points for us? Absolutely. Do I think we could have got the three points? Yeah, but like I said, I'm not the guy making the making the calls. I'm not the one making the decisions. Um, and I was just happy to walk out with one. I'm glad we didn't give up something in the last six minutes of stoppage time.
0: Yeah, and to your point there, you're talking about people over on social media. I mean, I've talked about it before. I tried to stay off social media, especially in the 24 hours right after a match. But um, I kind of went through today. I was looking through some of the stuff, and you know, there were people obviously questioning the the, the subs or lack of subs used on Saturday. Uh, obviously, Zach only used the one, bringing in Romario Williams for Kevon there in the second half. You have that backwards, so-
2: Kevon for Romario. What? Yeah, Romario started. That's right. Yeah,
0: Romario did start. Um, and so I, I will ask you about that too here in just a minute, Earl. Um, I thought it was interesting, particularly with the two weeks in between matches, that he wouldn't have used more subs. Um, I would, I'm hoping to get a chance to ask him that later this week. Um, simply because I'm really curious about that. Like, why would the two week break would you not just use all five subs and throw on some other attacking options uh, or, you know, or just to, to try to rotate. Because I'm, I'm just curious because like, I don't understand it from a tactical standpoint. I mean, obviously he's, he's not a guy that's used all five subs in every match. He's not. What's that? What Troy did. Um, so yeah, I just I, I can't it'd be interesting to see what the thought process was on that. But obviously, um, you know, Kevon looked pretty good on the night. Uh, he's obviously the a, the supporting cast member in a new meme uh format. Uh if you <laughs> if you've seen the the stills from Kamiri's uh Academy Award winning performance. <laughs> um so, but I wanted to ask you, Earl, and something that we were talking about Saturday night is Romario Williams. You're yeah. obviously not a big fan of Romario, you've been blessed and impressed with his performances so far. What did you think of Romario on Saturday night? Because you said you would get back to us on this.
2: <clears throat> so, he still hasn't changed my opinion. Um, he didn't really. I would, I would say he didn't really do anything on Saturday night. Um, I think he had a couple of chances to score. Maybe. Um, but like I said, he was very quiet. Um, I would love to see Romario just go off one night. I really would. I don't expect it to happen in the next five weeks that the season has left. Um, Don't expect it to happen, but it would be nice to see him score two or three in one night and just change my opinion. Um, I'm going to be less vocal about being a Romario hater. Um, And I'm just going to sit in the background and just, just accept it. Um, Because no matter how much I bitch, how much I moan, it's not going to change.
0: Well, we, we appreciate you, we appreciate you acknowledging that and being, and you know, moving on to step two, and you know, moving on with your with your with your recovery process from Mario Williams. Um. And and to be completely honest, he didn't. He had no shots, no shots on target. Um, he had one chance creation. Uh, he really wasn't super involved, but I think a lot of that comes. From the game plan, you could see where he was dropping deeper on the pitch. He was holding the ball up really well. He was making good touches. Um, He was being involved that way, not necessarily so much going forward, simply because I think that's what the game plan was. Because United was just trying to slow it down and not press the issue going forward. So watching what he did and what I believe the game plan was against San Antonio, I felt like Romario had a strong night, even though statistically speaking, it's not going to show up anymore. Jacob, what are you, what were your thoughts on, on Romario specifically?
1: No, I mean you hit the nail on the head there. I thought um his holdup play was was probably the best holdup play we've seen uh all season from a from a nine that we have. And his he was able to get his big body up there and and uh receive those balls, have a good first touch, uh get back on it um and and try to spring something uh coming off the wing or or Rehan coming down the middle or something, and, and I thought he, he looked good doing that. Um, the, the offense, as you said earlier, just wasn't creative enough in the first half, which is when he was in there the most, and um, I don't feel like that was on him. Uh, I feel like he was getting the ball in good spots and nobody was making runs in uh, off of him for him to distribute to, and um, he's not the kind of player that you can kick it deep to and he's going to bring it down and make a turn and get past a couple of guys by himself. That's, I mean, relying on that, you have to have um, Mike messy uh, in order to do that. That's not a solid offense um, to try to run. So <clears throat> I think Romario specifically, I think was one of our better players in the first half and, and uh, it wasn't his fault that we, we didn't get a whole lot of chances on goal there. And the the whole game was, I mean, Harry and Robert both talked about it last week. Where I think it was Harry specifically, where it uh, he, he thought the ball might just kind of ping around. And for a lot of the first half, that's all it was. It was uh, we'd have the ball for like five seconds and then we would give it up. And then they would have the ball for like five seconds and they would give it up. And we would have the ball for 10 seconds, give it up they would have the ball for five seconds and give it up. I mean, it just was back and forth. Uh, there was no flow, no rhythm, uh, no chance to uh, really get in possession and do something with it. So it was it was a strange game um, offensively for sure. And so I can't blame not scoring in the first half on Romario, uh, just like I can't blame him not scoring more goals on just Romario when the offense has been non-existent since we brought him in, basically, just since before we brought him in
0: yeah I saw a lot of what you what you did as well you know guys not making runs on a stagnant play you know and there were times where, where when Romario did bring the ball down and you, know, you mentioned it as well you know a, a much better first touch controlling the ball and looking for those outlet passes and but you could see guys like there we weren't making runs we weren't you know working into space we weren't necessarily necessarily closing down in areas to make more passes available, make more options available. Um, And so again, I think it comes down to, down to game plan, Um, you know, not necessarily pushing the issue going forward and just trying to, again, trying to slow it down. Uh, And Harry's got some stats here. Yeah. Passing was terrible for both teams. There were a lot of turnovers in the match. Um, But yeah, I felt like, you know, I, I felt like looking at the match as a whole, we went down there, with the intent to slow it down, which is something we've seen clubs do against San Antonio and do fairly well with it. And, you know, we did that as well. We didn't pick up all three points, but we did, you know, prevent, um, you know, the pace from getting out of control. And I I don't think San Antonio looked entirely comfortable on Saturday night. Um, and, And that's something that, you know, Harry and Robert could probably speak to a little bit more than we could, but they didn't look entirely comfortable with the pace. Like I think it would have much rather the ball been moving a little bit for a little bit more getting guys out of position and being able to make, you know, plays in <laughs> time. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was just a, a pretty strong performance. One of the best like, one of the more complete performances that we've seen uh, this season uh, from the guys. And I did want to talk about this because it was kind of a fun, funky moment. I'm sure you guys saw this there in the match. Um, ball goes out of play. United goes to, you know, to play, get ready. To, I think it was go to play it back in. And um, Ford pulls the ball out from underneath the bench, ha- throws it up to our, our guy, goes to throw it in. The referee stops play um, and like switches the ball back out. Robert says, go to deflate the ball. Obviously, I'm pretty sure that's not what it was, but uh, I think it was just, it was just a weird little thing. Do you guys, do you guys catch that? Like, what'd you make of that? Of the referee like stopping play because, you know, the, the ball didn't come back from the stands fast enough.
1: I had no idea what was going on. Um, I thought it was the ball that was already in play. I thought that's what because it looked like the ball gets kicked to the ref. The ref grabs it. And then instead of giving it to the player, he takes it over and sets it down. And I was very confused by that.
0: Yeah, no, the ball gets kicked into the stands. Yeah. Okay.
1: That makes sense.
0: And then Ford pulled one out from under the bench to try to get play restarted. And the referee just, like, wouldn't let it happen. Now, I, I'm, assume, I'm assuming it wasn't uh, one of the official match balls for the yeah. night. Um, that's probably what it was, other than, you know, a deflated ball. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't think it was necessarily anything, you know, malicious or anything like that, you know.
1: So, yeah. Um, I just want to get. I just want to hear what you guys thought about that little. piece I of will play say, there. at that point in the game, we were clearly creating the most chances and and had uh, the best run of play at that point. And I was very annoyed when I thought he just I didn't know what the hell he was doing, and I was very annoyed when the ball didn't get put back in play right away. So that that makes sense if that was what the case was, but uh, at the time I was just like, "What are you doing? Let us play." <laughs>
0: right uh when enemy moves to the east they will dominate romario can have a foul fest and christopher maradona we hand asante can handball his heart out (laughs) interesting comment there robert do appreciate that but if the mexico united moves to the east uh i'm pretty sure we've lost you know the east coast due to an earthquake or something some freak event but um I don't know and I kind of disagree with these here these two comments here from Harry. Neither team played well or they played the same style which made for an ugly game to watch. Um it was ugly to an extent but to me I felt like it was just it was just the style more than anything. And and yeah a lot of a lot of it was just you know poor passing but I mean, Earl, did you see this as an ugly match? Or did you see it as just like, you know, United had a game plan that they wanted to play, came in, did it. Or was there like, or do you think it it was, you know, like I said earlier, do you think San Antonio looked uncomfortable? Uh, Do you think they wanted
2: a little bit different style? I don't think it was an ugly match. I think it was a sloppy match. (laughs) Um, And then obviously with Harry putting the stats up, it just proves my point. I mean... It was very sloppy. I mean, we would pass the ball, we turn the ball over, they turn the ball over, we turn the ball over, they would. Um, we probably had about four shots on goal or four shots total in the first half. Um, so there wasn't really any goal scoring looking. It was more of a let's just pass the ball around, try to wear them out. Um which obviously didn't play in our favor with a 63% passing rate. Um, So, yeah, I think it was more sloppy than ugly. But it was exciting, I would say, to watch. Just because we were literally playing the same game against an opposing team. I mean they want to do the same thing as what we are doing to them. No one seemed to <laughs> Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> no one seemed to have wanted to actually attack and we just wanted to wear people down. Um, I feel like we are living a um I drew a fucking link of what's called Team Jacob and Team Edward. <laughs> Earl is very much Team Edward, by the way. No, more of a Jacob. Oh, okay. I think I it was Jacob. That. I think I it was Jacob, that. right? Yeah, it was Jacob. I don't know what that
1: was. Um, Snake just crawled up Earl's <laughs> lane. <laughs>
2: no, I stepped on a can of uh worms? Of Lysol. Oh. And it so went it off. Was, Yeah, because it was laying down like this. I don't know how it was laying down, actually. But either way, I pushed the button, and it did. That cool thing.
1: (laughs) So you did think it was a snake at first. Okay.
2: I didn't know what it was. I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, Yeah, what is this fan group?
0: Jerry. Uh, Jerry (laughs) Jerry is obviously a fan of you guys,
2: not me. So, you know. No, Jerry hates us. (laughs) Jerry invited you for a beer. I'm perfectly okay without a fan group. So, you know. Um, But yeah, so back to what I was saying, though, it was more of a sloppy arm wrestling match is what it really was. Who's going to have a cleaner passing game, um, but not really who's going to try to score. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... I mean, obviously
0: with with U.S. soccer, you're not going to get, you know, the pretty the pretty styles of play that you're going to see out of you know La Liga or Serie A or Premier League, or, you know, you're not going to see that. Um, but in terms of, you know, what we like to see, I mean, I'm really surprised there weren't more negative comments about the style of play on Saturday compared to the, the talk about subs and other things like that. Because you know there's a there's a couple guys over on Facebook who are usually really you know loud
2: about not liking the way that things looked no well, there's one person that's really loud, yeah, and his name is Cole, and he actually was not on Facebook this past weekend at least I oh. don't see anything from him interesting, okay,
0: yeah, like I said, I don't I try to not to go I try not to go over there
2: especially after matches um. But and I didn't go on until Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I actually stayed out of the United group out of the United Nation until Monday morning. And then I was like, Yeah, I'm tired of seeing the shit. So let's comment. And it was like at five thirty in the morning. So
0: Yeah, I saw you kinda start to go back and forth with somebody. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I just kind of I dipped out, you know, like I mean you guys know I don't post over there a whole lot, so um the, the, the next thing I had uh, on tap for talking about the match on Saturday was Austin Yearwood. The return of Austin finally saw him back after close to two months, and he looked really good. He was back in the lineup. Harry Schwartz was back in the lineup. Uh, but of the two, Austin clearly had the better night. Um, picked up the assist number one, looked really good up and down that left side. Um, how good was it for you guys to
2: see Austin back? I liked it. I mean, Austin's a really good player. Obviously, he showed it with the assist, um, with the on-point assist, through a couple people in front of someone else. And, yeah, so very on-point. But really, I mean, once we're healthy, once we get Suggsy back, when we get Jerome back, Nava back, and Nico back, I mean, we're deep. I mean, we're as deep as we can get, I think. I mean, Nava could play both attacking and the midfield. Um, Sugsy obviously does the same thing as Yerzy does, so that'll be interesting to see who actually gets the start and who doesn't because Yerzy's been proving himself, at least he proved himself on Saturday night. Um, so when Suggsy does come back, I mean, that's going to be a fun competition to watch, and I'm actually okay with it because – if Yerzy has a bad week at practice or training, then Suggsy can step in, and if Suggsy doesn't fill up to up to par for it, then yeah, Yerzy can step in and fill that role too. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm actually excited for the next couple of weeks of us just getting healthy, because that's exactly what we need.
0: Yeah, so Jacob, I, I want to ask this next one of you. I mean, I'll be to be completely honest. I don't think Josh Suggs is coming back this season. I, I truly don't. Um, and, and so with the reemergence of Austin Yearwood coming back with ratty, having the, 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 appearances that he has, um, do you think we see Josh Suggs,
1: even if he is healthy? Oh, if he's healthy, he's going to play. Uh, he's the captain, uh, has been the captain for four years, Um, if he's fully healthy, he will at least get some play, not saying he's starting every match when he's healthy or anything like that, but we will see him in there probably start a match or two. Um, and then, and then maybe come off the bench, the rest of them. But if he's not a hundred percent or over a hundred percent, um, I don't think we need to rush him back. I know that, um, so he's getting up there. Um, has, has been around the, the USL for quite a bit, um, so if he, I mean, it's not it's not like uh, risking somebody's future, um, well, like extended future, by bringing him back early. But you still want him for next year. I'm pretty sure he'll be back next year, and and you want him healthy and and ready to go next season. And when you have Ratty, and Yearwood, and Tete, and Harry, and Bruce, and uh Swahi and Seymour and Rideen um all capable of playing on that back line in a back four um or, or a back three depending on uh what shape we decide to play I personally like us in a back four better but um you don't have to rush him back if he's not 100% healthy and and that's a, a luxury that we we have that I'm I'm very grateful for and and Raddy's emergence and Yearwood getting healthy are are definitely two two steps to having that depth that we need to to make a run here if we're gonna do that.
0: Yeah, I'm not can I'm not hundred percent convinced that we'll see Suggs again in the regular season. Um I mean at this point, like you said, no need to rush him back. Um, but even if he does, like I just I just don't know. I just don't know if, if if there's a spot for him at this point with how well those guys have been playing on the left. Um, and that's not to say that he couldn't step in, that he couldn't make a difference, but, you know, uh, yeah, don't rush him. You know, and, and I just, hopefully we see him back for the, for the postseason. season um, and, and talking about some other guys, you know, we saw Jerome finally get moved up to questionable uh, on the injury report this week. So, and we, and we thought Jerome was going to be back. Um, sooner rather than later. We thought Christian was going to be back pretty quick. Um, We're fairly certain that Nico's not going to be back for the regular season, Um, or at least not until towards the very end of the regular season, um, depending on what happens there. Now, we don't know the the extent of the injury, but, I mean, is it fair to assume that we're all in the same boat here as don't rush them back, or is there a need to maybe – Go to some of these guys. And like, hey, can you step up in these last four matches?
2: Yeah, I think we, I think we could all agree with that. I mean, this two week break couldn't come at a better time. I mean, with Jerome being questionable, <clears throat> we were told a couple weeks back that Nava should be back sometime soon. Um, I have differing opinions about about Suggzy, but. Sorry, appreciate that. I had to go uh, blow my brains out for a couple seconds there. Um, but yeah, so I have a different opinion that Suggsy will be back. Okay. Um, especially with how he plays. I mean, he plays hungry. Um, we've seen him in press conferences where he is. He shows that he's hungry, and he shows he's he's still the leader. So he will. I. I think if he's seventy five to seventy five to ninety percent, he's going to pl- he's gonna push to play, and if he's a hundred percent, he'll be in there regardless of what's going on, um, just because that's who Suggs is. He I don't see him on the bench. I can't see him on the bench, um, especially with him being such such a leader of the team. I mean, we've seen in press conferences where he's asked what well, what's your what's your uh, message to the team when they're down down one going into half and it just continue to play your game. You guys are doing good. Continue to play your game. So he is the emotional leader of the team. And I think that when he does come back, which like I said, I believe will be before the end of the season. um, It'll be a whole different ball game for us. Jacob, what do you think?
1: Uh, I I started this conversation I know I'm just you know <laughs> no I mean I, I agree with Earl it's if he's 100 healthy he will be in the lineup he, well, he just he's he part of the downfall of this club uh, at times I think is their what's the word why well, can't I think of the word
2: Part of their downfall is their eagerness to please the fans.
1: Well, it's not even that. It's their they they feel like they have to rely on the locals or the people that kind of have been with the club a long time. Look at Devin last season specifically. Before he had to go out, uh, he was not playing well at all, and decided they they kept putting him out there and. And you look at that, you look at uh, Juan Pablo Guzman. I know he's not from here, but he's uh, an elder statesman and has been part of the club since the beginning. And last year, he probably shouldn't have got near the playing time that he did, and he kept getting it. So uh, their inability to get off of players that um, aren't necessarily performing well but are key players emotionally for the team uh, can hurt them sometimes. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, because when Suggs is right, Suggs is, has still been one of our better players. Um, I mean, he took out Harry, or he took out Earl, uh, almost killed him. Um, and, and that was a play that he was making uh, because he loves to bomb up that left side and, and get after it, and he's really good at that. Um, and so he brings something that Ratty... Ratty's probably the only one that I could say he can kind of match him there um i know harry or not harry uh yearsy uh has had a couple of really nice assists from that position and uh we've seen him in a much more advanced position this year than we have in the past but he's still not Suggs um especially with the ball at his feet and a defender in front of him uh if you get yearsy in space uh yeah he can can put a beautiful diamond like he did this week um he can cut back to that right foot and uh, had a banger uh, last season. Um, and so we've, we've seen him do that kind of stuff, but um, matching and match out when Suggs is healthy, he's incredible on that side. Uh, so if he's a hundred percent, he'll be out there. Uh, he just will. And, and I'm okay with it because he might not give us 90 minutes, but I like the idea of him being out there for, you know, 55, 65 minutes and then uh, bringing in somebody like Ratty, whose speed and intensity um, is is a little different than, than um, Sugsy, and, and can change things up quite a bit. And, and he's scary when he gets up there too, uh, for different reasons than Suggs. I think he's, he's more of a physical, Threat uh, Suggs just knows what to do and is very cerebral with it, and then also can have a little burst of speed to get past you.
0: As far as the other injured players that I, that I had mentioned, do you think there's any reason to go to them? And be like, hey, look, is there any way that you guys can go here in these final four matches, or do you just let them try to try to rest up?
2: Just let them rest up. I don't no. see. A, no. I don't see a point to rush anyone back. Um, I mean, we have the depth. Even with our injured players, we still have the depth to, to do something, and it showed on Saturday. I mean, we just went against a top team with four players down. I mean, you have Jerome, who somehow draws fouls in the box. You have Nava, who's just a lightning bolt in a bottle waiting to explode. I mean, you have Suggsy, who's the captain. I mean, your your team captain is down on injury, and yet you still play against the best team and hold them to one one goal.
1: But we we talked about in that match how the offense was non-existent. And so, to me, uh, we have brought in Romario, we got Mondo back, we brought in Freighter. Uh, none of those guys have played with Nico or Jerome. Um, I, I'm almost I, maybe Nico and Mondo uh, once, uh, but I'm I don't even think that was the case. So, Frasier played with Nico at home. Okay, well they haven't played very much together, uh, and they haven't developed that chemistry. And if If we are to make a run in the playoffs which i understand is not likely uh it's but it's not impossible we have seen it in this league before um we've seen it i mean any one-off playoff match that you have um anything can happen in it and if i truly believe that if we get healthy and get our offense back and can get on the same page um our defense is good enough that if we can score a couple goals, we we can be a problem for anybody. Um, I mean, you you, you saw it. Uh, we our defense held San Antonio to zero legal goals, um, and uh, and that was was missing Sug still and and whatnot. And and so the defense is there. We just have to be able to consistently produce more chances and finish those chances. And to me, Nico, Jerome, Kevon, Romario—if we can get those four healthy and playing together and chemistry-wise on the same page—that's—I'm not saying all four of them at the same time, although that would be kind of fun. Um, if we can get them on the same page and and being able to rotate in and out and not miss a beat—that's—that's uh, that's a scary freaking front for for teams to play, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I said zero legal goals, Harry. I just sent you pictures, Harry. Did you not get the pictures? I mean, they're <laughs> clear as day. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, <laughs> And so... Jake, I want yeah, to leave you with that as you logged off, Harry. I thought that's why you said goodnight, was you were pissed <laughs> off that I said it. So I, I was happy about it. Um, so I, I would ask Jerome and Nico specifically... Hey, are you like ninety percent, like ninety five percent? Can we get you on the bench and get you in there for thirty minutes, um, if there's no risk of of aggravating whatever it is? I mean, obviously, if somebody's seventy percent, then uh, probably not going to bring them in. But but if they're close and and they're like, well, I don't know, you just just give us like, we'll put you in for ten minutes. Just get ten minutes with with Romario or with Freighter or. Uh, something like that and, and see what happens. And so, cause I mean, we were, our offense has been a problem all year, but it, it definitely has looked worse since those guys went down with injuries.
0: Yeah, that that's a, a very fair point. Um, yeah. I mean, four matches left. I mean, we got to figure out something here pretty quick. I mean, obviously, you know, results from around the league did not go well for us over the rest of the weekend. Um, I mean, we're only, uh, Four points. We've got four points on Oakland and uh, RGV who are sitting seventh and eighth currently uh, five points on Monterey Bay, who has been on absolute terror and picked up a five nil win on Saturday, <laughs> albeit against the ND 11, but it was, it was an impressive showing from Monterey, but um, I, I do have one more question for you guys regarding Saturday night's match. And I have to ask, Knowing that New Mexico United and David Carl send out pronunciation guides for our players' names, why is it so freaking hard for these broadcasters from other clubs to take two seconds to look over them? I mean, if you can say Patino and Parano and some of these other names without issue, why do you have to say Portillo all night long?
1: got no answer for you <laughs> to be fair his name is not in the pronunciation guide
0: still you're you you're on the call for a south texas team you call hispanic player names all the time justin Portillo is a guy that's been around the league for
1: years i'm with you seth i'm just saying <laughs> you mentioned the pronunciation guide and I looked at it and he's not on there. No, so, I know, but so I don't know. We had a when I was in middle school, we were living in Tier I mean, C do you do you not eat tortillas in South Texas? Well, uh, so we were living in Tier C and uh there are several Padillas down there, right? Yeah. Um well then a family moved from Texas, uh you know, Texas or Oklahoma, one or the other, and uh their last name was Padilla and they pronounced it Padilla. That Hmm. is that is how he pronounced it, because I remember being in his class and a teacher going calling roll and saying Padilla and he corrected her. And at first we laughed because we thought he was joking uh, and he was not joking. Um, And it was very strange. So. I don't understand. I don't understand why I don't understand why everybody mispronounces all of our names. Um, Yeah. It's it's and maybe maybe and you, and you know what fair. you know what really got me? He got Alexis last name correct. Uh eh, kinda.
0: He he came like this close to getting Alexi's last name
1: correct, but he, he couldn't say Portillo. So so while he's in the pronunciation game, yes so that could be why. Um no, I, I don't know, I don't know. It seems like maybe what I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, we really only watch away broadcasts when we play them, right? So maybe they just don't know how to pronounce anybody's name, and <laughs> even when it's not our team playing them, they're mispronouncing Phoenix players left and right. They're mispronouncing RGV players left and right. I don't know. Um, so maybe they just can't read. And this if is that's the case. Okay. I feel bad for them. This is the guy that's played by has who has done
0: play by play for the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA, and some other teams. He's been hosts on news programs and. It, cannot say that. I went and found this guy's Twitter account. And a few days ago, he tweeted out a list of goals uh, for San Antonio, for the re- San Antonio FC for the rest of the year.
1: I wish I had half of the amount of time on my hands that Seth has. If I just had half that time, I would, All, I, I I just, would be so happy. I, I cuz over the over in the subreddit, the, you know, we keep
0: a match thread going, you know. And so people are asking who there was. I, said, I and I missed the names at the beginning. So I just rewound real quick, found the names. Went and found the guy cuz I was cuz someone was complaining about the bro guy, the the color commentator. And so I found the names, found the play-by-play guy, went and found his Twitter. And, and it this took all the 5 minutes. <laughs> Like can he had a list of goals for San Antonio FC for the rest of the year. It's like one through four numbered. I quote tweeted. It said number five, learn how to pronounce at 10 Portillo's name. And like the club went and liked it and retweeted it. <laughs> you know, like the, cl- I just, I don't get it. Like like, and it's, and it's, it's not just San Antonio. It's other teams too. Like, I mean, even against like, like, week, even Edwin was like, well, maybe the club's just not a our pronunciation guy. I'm like, they do. The club sends out a
2: pronunciation guide. Well, I know RGV butchered the crap out of Swahi's name.
0: Swahi Out of several names.
2: Yeah, they called him Suai. Suai, yeah. I'm like,
0: you calling pigs? Like, what are you doing? But, yeah, I just, you know, and we try our hardest. Hold on, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you know about calling pigs?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in South Georgia, man. I know about calling pigs. And with that Earl mutes himself. <laughs> but you know, we try our hardest, and we're not even professional, you know, on air broadcasters. Yes, we do our, we do the podcast and we have a fair number of listeners. Now we appreciate every single one of you. But we try to do our research, we try to make sure we pronounce guys' names right. And if we don't, we try to correct ourselves. We try to I figure take it out.
2: You
1: objection here say
2: <laughs> because i am on the radio so i am a professional
0: yes yes earl is a professional radio Did you get paid
2: of course i get paid i don't do this shit for free this isn't someone's well, you, boss. You, do, you do
1: this for free so i just I
2: there's no money in this
0: shit
2: i wrote for espn radio for three years for free thanks yeah, but yeah, so even like with high school football, we get how to pronounce their names because some kids have weird names. Um. So yeah. yeah, so I don't understand the mispronunciation because it's they're pretty obvious, especially like when they hand them to like media people doing calls. Yeah, they're pretty broken down more than what like what David Carl breaks them down. So I I don't know. It just drove me nuts. And
0: he just kept doing it all night long. And like even the bro guy, who, the other guy, I don't remember his name now, the former player, he even like pronounced it correctly at one point. But the play-by-play guy kept getting it wrong. And I just, just, guys, learn the names of the players that you're covering. Even if it is the away team, I'm looking right at you. Yes, I'm looking right directly in the camera. Learn the names. That's all I got to say. Um, Jacob Earl, any closing thoughts on Saturday night? We'll make it a short one this week because we don't have a match until next Friday.
2: Yeah, why did you point at me, you asshole?
1: <laughs> nah, I got, a, I got nothing. It was a, a sloppy match. Um, we did have a beautiful goal. We definitely had more chances there at the towards the end of the game after after we scored really i felt like we put our foot down and and really tried to get another one i was i was happy to see that um and so it is uh it's a good effort against a really good club and and hopefully two weeks off and coming off of that result we can try to uh get three points in in vegas coming up Earl,
0: any closing thoughts? Or are you good with that? Uh... Good with that. All right. Well, with that being said, Jacob, get us out of here.
1: All right, guys. Um, Harry, Robert, I love that we have two San Antonio player fans that uh, are our most devoted commenters, uh, specifically for this game I when mean, we expect that. But there, you guys are in here week in and week out, no matter who we're playing, and I appreciate that. Oh,
2: I, I have something for you guys, actually. So, it wouldn't be a podcast without my, my corny dad jokes. And I know Harry and Robert made a comment about it last week. So, this one's for you too. Hopefully, Robert, if you're still here, if you want to pass it on to Harry, um, you can say it's from you. That's fine. Um, so, what is blue and not heavy? A lot of things.
0: I don't know. What is blue and not heavy?
1: Light blue. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I liked that one Earl. I, I'm mad at myself with how much I liked that one. So, uh, bravo. bravo. Ah, anyways, as I was saying, um, Next week we will talk about uh a Las Vegas lights preview. Uh we'll probably have some nonsense since there's not a match this weekend. Um getting out of here with just over an hour uh is is a minor miracle. And uh, you can thank the scheduling gods for that. Uh not having us not have a game. So next week, t- Tuesday, nine o'clock, catch a preview for lights and some. Trademark nonsense, of course. Uh, and hopefully Earl will uh, have some more dad jokes that are actually good. Going for you right now if you want it. Is it actually good? If you want Listen. It. Listen. <laughs> actually no. <laughs> Go ahead, Earl.
2: What do you call a sleeping bull? A bulldozer. I <laughs>
1: uh and on that note guys yeah i, I wish you would have closed with the light blue uh but uh but that one wasn't terrible i mean it wasn't good but it wasn't terrible uh with that um i apparently didn't give, get a memo to wear a white kit tonight uh um, so thanks, thanks for not giving me that memo no you're done earl you're done do you guys want to hear you're a done. joke
2: about construction no okay good i'm still working on it <laughs>
1: <laughs> i knew that was coming And on that note, guys, uh, until next Tuesday, come with me.
0: You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.